Welcome to Scalable and Saleable, where we find out what great entrepreneurs have done to scale their business to millions. Stay right here for the next few minutes to leverage validated methodologies for growth and create a way more scalable and sellable business for yourself. Let's get started. Um, would you mind just telling our audience a little bit more about who you are and, and what your business is? Absolutely. So awesome to be here, Jeff. My name is Marcelo Russo. I'm the CEO and co-founder of a Friends Agency. We are a Webflow exclusive agency, and we are also Flutter experts uh, for Google. And we bring life to products, basically. Um, and we have heavy focus on having great user experience and creative designs. Great. Awesome. Thank you again for, for being here. Um, you guys started from a, a couple dudes to to uh, you know a, a thriving um, agency. What would you say you attribute your growth to? So one of the greatest things for us was that we we didn't start a thousand percent from scratch. We were I'm a CS grad. We had a very traditional staff augmentation model in the past. We hated doing products that were not beautiful and. When we started to think about how to bring about change and, and pivot our strategy, um, we looked at creative services as being one of these very good and beautiful differentiators. So when we pivoted our entire company to that, we managed to go and work and find customers that were really appreciative and understanding on the value that a good design brings to an end product. Got it. Uh, I'm sure you've learned a lot along the way over these last few years and based off your past experiences. If, if, if And you also work with lots of other different businesses and based off of all those experiences and your own experiences, if you were coming into a brand new different business, what would be some of the first things that you think you'd look into to start doing to start growing that business? Well, I mean, it's a twofold answer for this. The first is, of course, know your market and know your space because not all the spaces are created equal. Uh, for us, the Webflow space has a beautiful community and it's super engaging and helpful. So when we started, if I were to do it again, I would double down on community and being out there. Uh, the all now too famous Twitter handle of uh, building public, you can iterate and, and nurture yourself from the experience of someone else by sharing how you're going about your life, creating your company. And that has been fantastic. We've, we've really, really found a really nice group that helps us when we need it, that becomes partners when we need staff augmentation for projects or become really agencies that we can say, hey guys, this is a project that is not in our pipeline right now that we cannot take. Just take, please you take it and make this client happy. Um, so focus on community and on the second part, it's like right now, there's a huge amount of conversations regarding niching down. And it, it's interesting how sometimes we always think that niching down, the only way to niche down is to go into saying, I sell tires for bicycles with that are for kids under five years old. You know, it's like something super, super market specific. Um, and we tend to forget that we can niche in technologies, we can niche on uh, ways of executing projects uh, or single standalone products. So be mindful of how are you niching because you want to first get the ball rolling. You got to get your first projects, your first case studies, and all of that is going to be critical for beginning to get higher paying clients and more consistent work.
Mm, yeah, that's awesome. Um, you get to observe lots of different businesses and see a little bit under the hood of what those different companies are doing that, that you guys help. What do you feel most small business owners do wrong? Um, well, considering the two stages that we were just talking before, um, there's a lot of, of them that are struggling with pipeline issues on terms of sales because yep. they are too niched at the very beginning. So let's say you're a person that really enjoys doing design for websites or logos. Um, and you try to niche by saying you're only going to work on clients that do logos for uh, companies in North Carolina that have more than 50 employees and work specifically in the hot yoga space. And sure, it's a, it's a perfect niche and a perfectly valid niche, but at the same time, you need to know that you may not have 25 clients that are ready to pay 50K for a logo. So the main mistake that I see is that they are not necessarily working towards honing their craft. They're working on honing their niche. Um, so I would caution a lot about it. Mm, good advice. Um, I don't know if, if if you're into reading or listening to audiobooks. Um, are there any books that you'd say is one of the more influential ones? Um, as an audiobook, there is not necessarily the one that connects to this topic, um, but it's been absolutely transformational for me. The Dichotomy of Leadership by Jocko Willick. Um, uh, he's a former Navy SEAL. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. out of all of the different former military people that are talking about leadership, his book, The Economy of Leadership, is amazing. And it actually gave me a lot of great points that are currently up, being applied inside my company. Could you, you might share one quick one that comes to mind? Yeah, for sure. I, I always have this one because it, I felt it was super, super significant. And I, unfortunately, I would love to say that I know more about the U.S. military, but I'm going to try to recreate the story. So, Jocko, if you ever hear this, I'm very sorry if I butchered <laughs> the story. He's sitting right over there. He's watching. He's listening. In right now. He's going to jump on us. Notepad. He took his notepad out. <laughs> so, um. Apparently, the groups, the SEAL groups have uh, particular patches that they put on their shoulders representing their group. And those in the years past, they tend to be um, whatever the group wanted. And from one time to the next, the military decided that that was not something that they wanted to do because it was increasing the risk of offending another nation when they are engaging in combat so uh, or trying to avoid it. So what? the directive was like hey let's not do that um but apparently that activity for the group was really important and bonding to all have uh, out in the field something that represent that tight-knit group um so outside of the the commanding in chief there the, the person leading the group the captain was saying hey let's not do this please let's follow our rules um they went ahead and did it and they were kind of like trying to hide it and 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 working through that uh, like I, I would put it on and take it off uh, in different situations. And one day the, the captain sees the fact that they have the patch and says nothing. So before he was like super on their case. And when the time, uh, when they actually saw it in combat, they he didn't particularly give them hell for it, right? So when asked this captain afterwards, he was like, well, you know, there was there's a moment on time to ex exercise your leadership. You gain points for yourself when you know 
how to properly do it. It's like when you're training, you try to get the training into their heads and make sure that that is going to stick enough to help them in the real situation so they act on instinct rather than being thinking about it. Um, but in this case, they were already in the field. They were already working through it. And if that is what they needed to keep the coherence in the group, I'm not the one that needs to take that away. I will vouch for the group and in this situation. So I felt like that exemplified very, very well the moment where you need to lead your team and, and train them versus mm -hmm. how to basically surrender that power to the people that you've trained and mm -hmm. allow them to exercise all everything that they, they learned in the field, in the project with their clients. And then you'll have your debrief and then you'll talk about it. I'm I'm looking over. He's Jocko's <laughs> nodding his head. He gave it. All right, he's thumbs doing up. thumbs up. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, good work. He just left the room. Perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> if you, if you could go back in time to when you first started out and just say one thing to younger you, what would you say? Do it sooner. <laughs> Definitely, that's uh, that's kind of like you know when you say when is the best time to do something. It's like yesterday and today kind yeah, of thing yeah, 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 well yeah, this yeah. is this is very much the same when when i started the business um i, I was taking it more of a side gig uh we still wanted to to do my full-time job and and keep the almost untheoretical secure steady income and down the line and now looking back it's like gosh i wasted so many years doubting myself as can I lead a company? Can I talk to people? Can I engage and, and get a group of people to follow an idea and a vision? Uh, and the reality is that you just always have to be yourself. And that's more than plenty. Yeah, I like that, man. Um, what questions should I be asking you that I haven't? Um, so it comes to mind as, as a business owner, one of the things that other I've, I've heard recently is how to overcome different moments in pricing when you're you're self-negotiating. And I had a, this conversation with a couple of entrepreneurs uh, a few weeks ago when we were uh, in a trip to San Francisco where they were really wondering is like, how how is it possible that projects that are five, six figures exist uh, or six and seven figures? And it's like, well, it's like you're not selling a project, you're not selling your time, you're not selling even the outcome, you're selling a vision. And trying to, to get a, anybody to sell a vision, it means that you're selling a part of yourself. And that's how it becomes extremely difficult for young entrepreneurs to go ahead and sit on a call and talk to a client and say, sure, this is going to be a $750,000 project that is going to span over six months. Um, they feel like they are taking money away from them. They're like akin to robbing them um, <laughs> that their <laughs> services are not worth. And <clears throat> unless they literally can tie that amount to a penny or to a minute or to an hour that is being sold for that service. Um, and I feel like that, Overcoming that limitation is one of the things yeah. that I, I I like to help more to anybody. Wow, that uh, yeah, that self limiting belief is definitely 
a, a huge blockade keeping people from making way more and, and i that's such a good point that you brought up i think when when salespeople really believe in the value of what they're selling and that they're doing a favor by that person <laughs> making that exchange in value that it's going to be you know a good thing for them then it's like you could forget all the little whiz bang trickery for sales you know because they just believe in it and they're just gonna fight for it because they believe in it um any parting words of advice for other business owners who are looking to grow um yeah seek for help um and incredibly we always think that uh, we we know that being an owner and being a ceo is uh it's a lonely path and we feel like what we are going through in every moment uh, is exclusive to us. Um, it's not. <laughs> the reality is that the moment that you open up and and you are vulnerable to a safe group of people around you, you'll find out that other business owners, other CEO are going through the same thing, are feeling similar feelings, have, have gone through similar situations. Um, so it's not that you're going to get a copy and paste kind of solution, um, but it helps to know that sometimes your decisions are similar to someone else or that someone else already took that path that you're about to take and may be able to tell you, hey, careful with the road ahead. Preach. Yes. <laughs>